Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life on your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. When I explain everything to the customer or the client and really go through the process and, and show that I actually want to teach them, they just sit back and they, they love to absorb it and they're happy to go along because they realize, you know, we know what we're talking about. Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness around the career opportunities that the buyers agent sector is providing people to bring awareness around the value that buyer's aids providing people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the remarkable journeys and stories of buyer's aids who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing career sectors in real estate right now. Our guest today is Quillis Mansour. He goes by the acronym KM. He's based in New South Wales, out in Western Sydney. He, at a very young age, his father instilled values with him around how to best manage money, how to best utilize and save money to build wealth. He then studied optometry, and after studying optometry, he started two businesses, not in that space, in hospitality and also in a very different area, which is a bit like perfume. He then also has had such a strong passion for property, he bought two properties before the age of 23, and he's a young guy. Since then, he's now running his new buyer's agent business called First Brick Property Buyer's Agency Business. He's buying property all across Australia. He's a very passionate investor. So today, I'd like to introduce and welcome Mr. KM. Thanks, Ben, appreciate it. That was a beautiful intro. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, good to be here with you. I've seen you online. I'm seeing you pushing content. You've got a podcast. You're a passionate investor. You've got nice spectacles on. I first want to just understand, we've got so many people in the Institute with such diverse backgrounds, professional backgrounds. I've never had someone else, optometry. How did you get into that space? Um, So yeah, good question. Pretty much, uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do when I was coming towards the end of school. Um, I knew I wanted to get into business. You know, I loved business and I thought, should I study a business degree? It's going to take me four years to do it. Everyone's going to do a business degree Um, or I could study optometry. I don't know why. My mate did optometry and I thought I could do optometry with him. I'll finish it a bit quicker um, than I would a business degree. And I thought, you know, optometry, it, it pays well. You know, it's a, it's a nice income. Um, and I thought you, you don't really need a business degree to start business, but you need money most of the time. So I thought I'll do optometry for a bit, get some money and then go into business. So that's how I pretty much got into optometry. My mate did it and I wanted to tag along, moved out to Geelong and Three years later, became an optometrist and started businesses. Geelong in Victoria? Geelong in Victoria, yeah. So we started out in Geelong. Okay, so nice. We did that study. Um, yeah, lived with my mate. It's pretty good times. So, yeah, so that's how I got into optometry. Good perspective. I, I like the fact that, you know, you recognize, I mean, you're a young guy. You look yeah. pretty young. How old are you? Uh, just turned 25. Okay. So it's great that you had perspective at a young age where, you know, you don't need to study business in order to be good at business. Yeah. You're right. Like, you need to have, obviously, ideas. You need to execute. You need money 
And it's great that you saw the optometry space as a as a vehicle to to get you there quicker, right? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's something that I love business. You know, when I was in school, I was watching Shark Tank and you know all these business programs. And um, when I studied business, it just made sense. Like at school, I didn't really study it. Just it just made sense. Um, but I, I realized you need money to have business uh, to start a business, and I thought it's probably quicker making money as an optometrist than studying a business degree. So. Just jumped into that and figured it out later. Like so many of the guests I have on the show, very entrepreneurial. You've obviously, you've got that entrepreneurial DNA. You started two other businesses, yeah. uh, not including your buyer's agent business. You had, um, so you had a perfume business. Yes. So was that online sales? That was online. So I had that when I was at university. Okay. So during uni, um, I had three jobs plus, plus the uh, business, um, just, just for fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed working rather than just sitting at home with my my mate doing nothing, so I um, had a couple of jobs, started the perfume and makeup business. Um, yeah, it was primarily online. We did one or two events where we had people come look at the products and whatnot. Um, just before my final exams, I sold it. Um, sold the company. Sold it uh, for a small profit. When you're a uni student, a small profit seems like big money back then. But yeah, that was like my first real taste of business. Back, back at university. Good, yeah. good. And then you started another business since then? I did, so when I was working as an optometrist, full-time. Um, I started a restaurant full-time, uh, so it was a lot of work with a couple of mates. Um, then ran that for a couple of years, then sold that one off to, to my mates uh, a couple of years later. Two exits at a young age, and I, I bet you're glad you're not in uh, hospitality now. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a tough, tough spot to be in for, um, for anyone in hospitality at the moment, obviously. Um, but I think Hopefully, I think a lot of people like to support local Aussie businesses and hopefully when we get to the other side of, of coronavirus and obviously people flood to their cafes and local yeah. restaurants and help out local business owners. Whenever I go to a restaurant or a cafe, I always, I'm always analysing just business and I, I, I don't know a lot about that sector. I've never invested or run a business in that area, but I, it feels like just by looking at it, the return on time and the return on investment doesn't make a lot of sense that's correct one of the reasons why we got out was because of that and um i mean i haven't worked in too many industries but i've worked in a few and it's one of the harder industries um and to correct like you say for the return it's a lot of time it's a lot of energy it's a lot of manpower um, there's not so much automation that you can get out of it mm. so you are physically there a lot of the time um you're trading your time for for yeah. not a lot of money, so. <laughs> which, is, which, which is challenging, so yeah. which moves you now into, well, let's, before we move into your buyer's agent business, you bought two properties before 23, which is great. Yeah. What, what, was the, what was the drive for the properties? Was, was there a specific reason why you wanted to buy them or you just thought it was good or? No, so, well, dad's actually a builder, okay. but he had no influence on that actually, to be honest. Um, when I was at university, again, I was just reading a lot of books um, about property, business, you know, Warren Buffett books, you know, books about anyone and anyone that was successful, just trying to figure out how they did it. Came across a few property books that were quite out there, um, but gave me a perspective of, oh, you can actually make some money out of property. Started listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, anything I can get a hand on just to understand how property works. Realised you can become financially free just by buying some houses. This makes no sense, but mm. kept kept looking into it and thought, why doesn't anyone else do this? Like, it's just so simple. And I just realized, yeah, I can stop working at a younger age if I accumulate properties and whatnot. As soon as I got my first paycheck after graduating as an optometrist, I went to the bank and said, I want a loan. And they kind of looked at me like, you don't even have two paychecks. <laughs> so I waited the second week, went back and then got a loan and looked into property and found what I wanted to buy. And 
Um, that's when the research and my spreadsheets all came, came to life because I just realized I enjoyed it. Yeah. So that was the first one. Second one was a couple of years later, put out some equity and did it again. So at least you had equity, so you obviously bought well. Yeah, that's right. And, and, wrote, and hopefully wrote a good market. But let's talk specifically more around your BA business. I mean, I've seen, been watching you online. You've obviously got some good skill from your online perfume makeup business. And obviously you're pushing good content. Have you found is different about this buyer's agent business compared to all the other stuff you've done at such a young age in regards to business? Yeah, for sure. I, I think in regards to business, it's, it's something new. Um, in Australia, it's very small, it's very mm. niche. So there's a lot of educating about the service rather than when we had the restaurant. I mean, everyone knows what a restaurant is. Or when we had the perfume business, you know, people knew what perfume was and makeup. There wasn't so much explaining what the service or product was. It was more so just, here's the product, here's the service. You like it, come buy it. Whereas with, with this business, with the buyer's agency, it's you know close friends of mine that have followed me from day one, come up to me every second day and say, so what do you do? And, uh, and, you know, obviously pushing a lot of content about, you know, and educating what buyers agents do um, and how we can help, help everyday Australians and, and other people to purchase property. Um, I think that's the biggest difference that I found initially is just educating people mm. on, on what it is actually a buyers agent does. Because as you would know, uh, it's not a very big industry at the moment in Australia, quite small. It's a really good point you bring up. And out of a lot of the people I've interviewed, no one really has specifically spoken about the education point because you're right, it's, especially with you, you've run businesses before, people need to eat, they just eat. Yeah. People want to smell good, they spray perfume. And not everyone wakes up in the morning going, I'm going to buy something today or in two months I'm going to call a buyer's agent. So there's a, I think you're right, there's a massive education piece that we've got to do, um, which is, needs to form part of our content strategy around education around why people need a buyer's agent, which I saw you did something yesterday. Um, six reasons. Yeah, eight. Eight, eight reasons, sorry, I saw that on Instagram. It's great that you've identified that as an area that needs attention. And more specifically, I wanted to also dive into, you, I've seen you doing deals, you're working with clients. How has been that client journey? Because obviously the online business uh, is more product, not service. Your hospitality um, restaurant would have been very much customer service. This is obviously very high-end service yep. touch. How have you found that dynamic? Pretty smooth, to be honest. Um, I think maybe because I just have a passion for it and like I enjoy talking about it. And you know, when when a client's talking to me and they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry," you know, do you have time with them, mate? We can talk about property for the rest of the day. Your wife's going to get you in trouble, not me. Um, so, uh, pretty smooth. And just exp I find when I explain everything to the customer or the client and really go through the process and and show that I actually want to teach them. They, they just sit back and they, they love to absorb it and they're happy to go along because they realize, you know, we know what we're talking about and they appreciate that we're teaching them, but they still understand that just because we're teaching them, it's not as easy to do it. Um, so I, I found it pretty smooth, to be honest. And, you know, we are getting some clients, the unoccupied clients, um, very different to the investor clients, um, but they're both same fundamentals, you know, what we're looking for and and, and the education piece. But I find from all aspects, when you're speaking to the client, if you're educating them along the way, they, they, they just love it and they trust mm. you and they realize you know, their money's going into safe hands and it's gonna become, it's gonna be much, worth it, much more worth it for them in the long term. I, I know there's a buyer's agent within our community. I won't name any names, just so, it's not that it's private, but I just thought I'd not mention it. They, they're looking to, to rent something, someone in the buyer's agency community. They're looking to rent a property and they put me down as a reference. So I, I received a phone call from the property manager saying, 
acting as a property manager, saying, just, just interviewing um, this, this person, just getting some background information and make sure they're okay. And what transpired in that conversation was the lady said to me, we were so impressed by, let's call it Mr. X, that my colleague who was there was really curious about the advocate services that he, uh, that he gives. He's in Melbourne, by the way. And so he, she said, my colleague just inherited money and was so curious, took a card from Mr. X to inquire more about his services. And then when you arrived here before the show, you then realised that the videographer who set this up lives near you and is potentially looking to buy. So where I'm going with this is there's opportunity everywhere. There are people looking to buy property, create wealth everywhere around us. And so how have you found this whole notion of opportunity? 100% agree. Um, there's opportunity everywhere. Everyone wants to make money um, and everyone wants to have a financial future that's secure. And you know, so for some people it's freedom and not having to work again. And so everyone's looking to invest and everyone's looking to you know, generate wealth um, as we should be. Um, but not a lot of people know how to get there and how to do it. So I find, you know, at the start, it's quite difficult, you know, getting your name out there and explaining. But like you said, you speak to a couple of people, all of a sudden you found someone that wants, wants to buy a property and, you know, they speak to you and, and, and then the opportunity is there. Um, and then once that person's done it and they've had a fantastic, you know, experience like, like my clients have, and then they told their mates, and then, you know, slow spread, even though their mates tell their mates and it becomes like a nice big tree um, of, of clients coming down and opportunities everywhere. Um, so I 100% I agree with you. I think the opportunity is everywhere because anyone that you know, has a job, has, a, has some solid income is probably able to invest in some sort of capacity. Might not be now, uh, could be a bit later, but at least you know, they're learning how, where they need to be so they can um, mm. start investing or, or buy their own property. Housing is very in demand um, quite often. So uh, opportunities everywhere. And I find through the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn pages, like all our pages, with all the education, all the content we're giving out, people gravitate towards it because they want to learn more and they want to learn more. Then they send you a message um, just to, can you explain how do I get a better rate or how do I do this? And just one simple question, then they come back and they're like, thank you so much for your help, you know, a bit of free help. And then they come back and yeah. can we do some work with you? So uh, I 100% agree, opportunity literally is everywhere. And especially with the strategy, it seems like the approach you're taking, which is giving out a lot of information, valuable information, just providing a lot of content. That's what people want. Yes. Um, I took a book, a page out of Gary Vee's book. Um, Gary Vee is a big uh, influencer of mine. Uh, I think he, the way he does it is very smart and, and very noble. And I, I, I like to think that's the way I want to do my, run my business is just, you know, give out information and try and help people make right decisions and correct decisions. And I don't know if you remember when we spoke a long time ago, when we first started the journey, um, I told you I've had, I've known people that have made big mistakes because of spruikers and whatnot. Um, so that's also why, you know, I love the education pieces. You know, if we can help someone not make a five, $600,000 mistake, um, we're setting them up in the right, in the right path for the future. There's a lot of spruikers. When I got into the education space, when I sold out of my company, I noticed that because I was personally talking to people at that time and a lot of them had been sold into things, courses or even developments. And I heard a lot about people's stories and it's, it's quite scary what goes on. And if even people were thinking that I was spruiking getting people into my program, they think, I'm like, am I going to be able to make money? Am I, I'm like, 
you know, like it's just, it's a scary place out there. And as long as everyone's op operating with integrity, with good intention and just giving transparent information, that's, that's what's important, right? Yeah, correct. So, uh, and, that, and that's why it's all about like just that education, giving out information. Like um, we don't want people to look at us and think, you know, we're just trying to sell them something or our, our best interest is really the client's interest. And yeah. we do really, because if the client succeeds, then, you know, they're going to come back and then we're going to make money and they're going to make money and everyone's happy. Um, and then they're going to tell their friends and they're going to bring more clients over to us. So um, it's in no interest of ours or any buyer's agent, I can assume, to, to lead someone down the wrong path or you know, do something that's not right. So I think that free information, the free education, all the content, I mean, you can learn a lot if you just follow our page. It's just, there's so much out there. I love it. How did you come up with the name First Big Brick? Um, I was sitting in a garage with a couple of mates and I was like, I need a name for this business. Um, and just names being thrown out everywhere. And uh, it wasn't mine, to be honest. Um, give him a shout out, his name is Peter, because <laughs> he always wants a shout out. Uh, he said, what about First Brick? I said, yeah, that's a nice name. We're, we're trying to think of something like, um, just like the beginning, yeah. a name that kind of resembled the beginning of a journey. Um, and then First Brick, he, he threw it out and then nothing else made sense. It had to be First Brick. Um, so it kind of stuck and then everyone just kept yelling First Brick, so that's the one. <laughs> so it came up in a garage, in mate's garage. I love how things are ideated, just very different, different environments. So what have you found you've been able to transfer from you know, hospitality, uh, the makeup, perfume, and just life experience. What, what have you found has been very transferable into this new business? Yeah, um, it's a good question. They are so different. The industries are so, so different. But I think one big common um, thing between all three is the service and the customer first approach. You know, when you run a restaurant, it's, it, trust me, it's all about the customer. If, if they're not happy with the food or if they're not happy with anything, you, you take care of the customer. Um, and it's the same with the perfume and the makeup, the online, even though it's online, you can't see your customer because they're behind the screen in their own home. They're sending you a message and they're putting a review. And when you're in an online space, one bad review and you're done. Uh, so the service and having the customer focus, um, I think translated very easily into, into the buyer's agent world because like with the buyer's agent, it's all about the customer. We have to, you know, whatever the customer needs, we build a plan for them. We find out where they need to get What's their end goal and then how do we get there? Um, so I think that skill has transferred over quite smoothly. And then other little things that you pick up, just how to run a business, you know, what to look out for, what to, what to do in, in your day-to-day -day running, um, definitely transferred into this. And I think a big work ethic from both businesses moved into this, which mm -hmm. helps because um, there's a lot of work that obviously goes into, involved into every client um, and then just running the day-to-day -day operations and business um, is a lot of work and then having that work ethic beforehand from the first two businesses definitely translated into it. So you, you started first brick when you were 24? Yes. Yes, that's actually the same age I was when I started Cohen Handler. It's impressive that you've started other businesses, you've exited out and you're getting into this space. I think more so because you're entrepreneurial, you're passionate about property and I, there's a lot of transferable skills, I'm sure, that you, you've, you, which is evident from what you just shared, bringing to the table. And it's also exciting to see where this space is going to go, the buyer's agent space, as you know, and as you were saying earlier, like, you have, we have to educate people because it's so niche. But it's because it's so niche, it's also very opportunistic. Uh, but it's, it's going to grow a lot. And it's just interesting to see where it's going to go. I mean, you're obviously quite fresh in this space. What's been some uh, 
what's been some stuff that you've observed around this industry? Could, I mean, it could be anything. I'm just curious to know if, from your point of view. Probably the first thing, like, I, like we've kind of touched on, is that no one knows what it is. <laughs> A lot of people don't know what it is. Why is that? Um, I, I just don't think it's very common in Australia at the moment. Like, you know, the number's probably better than me, how many buyer's agents there are. But, but, but why, why do you, like, I'm just curious to get your point of view, that why do you think it's, it's been so, um, there's been so much weight on the sell side with obviously representation from the selling agent to the vendor versus buyer's agent to buyer? I think, I personally think, so, you know, Aussies, Australians, we love to talk property. You know, at the barbecues on the weekend or when we were with our mates, you know, having a beer or whatever it is, there's, someone's talking about property. And I think because we love it so much and we live in it, we think we're all experts at it um, and we can all do it. And just, you know, Bob up the road, bought a place and made some money off her. So, you know, you learn from him um, and he might be doing it or he just might be riding a boom at the end of a wave or something. And um, I think because our intrinsic values are to talk about property um i think it's slower on the buying side because everyone wants to do it and everyone wants to buy themselves mm. and wants to invest which is fantastic no issue with that but i think when it comes to the selling we're a bit more hesitant to sell our own place or to sell our own products so we always look for an expert to sell it so i, I think that might be a, a big part of why it's not so common here i know like in the us it's very very mm. common to use a buyer's agent um and it might be a bit different there. Maybe they don't care about, they don't want to talk about property all day, every day, like, like we do. Yeah. No, interesting observation. I, I mean, I've, yeah, it's, it's, it's always baffled me. Yeah. Like, because when I started, I felt like no one knew what a buyer's at all. And so just explaining the value proposition and just giving some insight as to why I thought it was necessary. You just look like you're staring at a brick wall at, at some time. So it, it was challenging, but it's, it's definitely improving. And I, I, I believe it's, it's going to, it's going to change a lot over the for the best for the next you know two to three four years you were the pioneer i guess and um and your course definitely helps um bring bring the buyers agents into more light and you know get more awareness around it which i think is a fantastic fantastic thing and then i think the community between between the buyers agents it's not there's not i haven't personally seen like such competition between them it's more how can I help you? Mm. Didn't like, you know, some of the new guys that are starting up, I mean, I'm new, but some of the newer guys are messaging me, hey, can you help me with this? And for sure, like happy to help. Um, what do you need? And then the other day, you know, I see someone needs help with a, with a client. They've passed it on to someone else, like no issues, no huge like uh, rivalries or anything like that. I think everyone's happy to, to help each other because we can see the potential space growing to like a massive, massive scale. Yes. Which is, which is something really cool. Yeah, and that's it. thank you. It's a good observation as well. I think you know the community is a big part. Just it's all about helping and serving and, and sharing information and the karma. It all comes back for the best and uh, having more of an abundance uh, mindset mentality as opposed to a, a scarcity. Which you've clearly you've clearly got the abundance. What's your podcast called, by the way? Um, so it's called the First Brick Property Podcast. So we didn't we thought skip all the names. Pretty pretty similar. So First Brick Property Podcast. Um, and then the pages First Brick property buyers agency on every social platform you can think of yeah awesome well km it was good to chat thank you for having me it was uh it's inspiring to hear your story you've started multiple businesses in different sectors uh industries and you are obviously leading the way now i think in this new space because you're actually, you're, you're following your passion so by leading i'm not saying you need to have been here for 10 years but everyone's a leader we've even got leaders without titles on each side of this board is every single person is a leader. And the fact that you're now pursuing your passion 
you've bought properties, you've run businesses, you've sold businesses. I believe you're leading the way, mate, so I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, appreciate it. Awesome, thank you. So check out KM, he's the man on social media. Check him out, check out his podcast. He gives out a lot of information, he gives out a lot of his time, and that's what you want. And so if you're listening here, check him out. His website's on the screen. Check out the podcast across all social platforms. Loves property, based in Sydney, buying property across many different states. Hope you enjoyed today. See you next week. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.